Kanto 11, Chapter 17 The Varnashrama System and the Boat of Bhakti The Students and the Householders Sri Uddhava said, O Lotus-Eyed One, you previously described the religious principles of being devoted to you that are respected by all Varnashrama followers and even by those who do not follow this system. Explain now to me how human beings by mindfully executing their occupational duties may arrive at devotional service unto you. Dear Madhava, O mighty armed one, in the past you in the form of Lord Hamsa approached Brahma about the religious principles by which one finds supreme happiness. After having ruled for such a very long time, O subduer of the enemies, these principles that you have taught today will not be common any longer in human society. Dear Achuta, there is no speaker, creator and protector of Dharma other than you, not on earth and not even in the assembly of Brahma, where you are present in a partial manifestation of yours. When the earth is abandoned by your lordship, O Madhusudana, O creator, protector and speaker, who then, O lord, will speak about the knowledge that was lost? Please describe therefore to me, O master, O knower of all dharma, who would qualify to observe the original duties that are characterized by devotion unto you, and how does one perform them? Sri Shuka said, he, the Supreme Lord Hari, thus being questioned by the best of his devotees, was pleased and then spoke for the sake of the welfare of all conditioned souls about the eternal duties of Dharma. The Supreme Lord said, This question of yours is one faithful to the Dharma. It leads man to beatitude. Please, Uddhava, Learn from me about these forms of good Varnashrama conduct concerning the societal status Ashrama and vocation Varna. In the beginning, in Satya Yuga, there was only one class of human beings and they were called Hamsa, Swan. The citizens of that age were by birth well known with the duties to be performed. Hence, these scholars know that age as Krita Yuga, the age of the fulfillment of duty. One during that time with the Pranava gave expression to the not in four divided Veda, knowing me to be the duty in the form of the bull of religion. Fixed in austerity and free from sins, one worshipped me as Lord Hamsa. At the beginning of Treta Yuga, O greatly fortunate one, in my heart from the Prana, the threefold of knowing, the three Vedas, Rik, Sama and Yajur originated, whereby I appeared in the three forms of sacrifice, hence the name Treta. From the original personality, the intellectuals, the rulers, the merchants and the laborers, the Varnas, generated, whose personal activities can be recognized as, respectively, those from the mouth, the arms, the thighs and feet, legs of the universal form. The celibate students came from my heart, the householders are from my loins. From my chest, the ones of retreat living in the forest found their existence, and the renounced order of life is found in my head. 
the usual natures of the people of the different societal classes, varnas and status groups, ashramas, evolved according to the situation of their birth in my body. In a low position, inferior natures evolved, and in a high position, superior natures developed. Equanimity, sense control, austerity, cleanliness, contentment, forgiveness, sincerity, devotion to me, compassion and truthfulness are the natural qualities of the Brahmins. Either physical strength, determination, heroism, tolerance, generosity, endeavor, steadiness, being mindful of the Brahminical culture and leadership are the natural qualities of the Kshatriyas, my arms. Faith, dedication to charity, straightforwardness, service to the Brahmins and always engaged in the accumulation of money constitute the natural qualities of the Vaishas, my thighs. Free from deceit, being obedient towards the twice-born souls, the three Hayavarnas, of service for both the cows and the divine personalities, as also being perfectly contented with the reward thus acquired, are the natural qualities of the Shudras, his feet or legs. To be unclean, deceitful, thievish, faithless, quarrelsome, lusty, fiery and of constant hankering, constitutes the nature of those who occupy the lowest position, the outcasts. It is the duty of all members of society to be of non-violence, truthfulness and honesty, to be free from lust, anger and greed, and to desire the welfare and happiness of all living entities. A twice-born soul, having undergone a second birth with purificatory rites, with samskaras receiving a sacred thread and initiation into the Gayatri Mantra, should reside in the residence, the school of the Guru, at most, with his senses under control, on his request, study the scriptures. Carrying a belt, a deerskin, a staff, prayer beads, a Brahmin thread, a water pot and matted hair, he, the Brahmachari, without neglecting his teeth and clothes, uses kusha grass to sit upon and does not accept a pleasant seat. Bathing and eating, attending sacrifices and doing japa, passing stool and urine, he does in silence. He should not fully trim his nails or hair, including the hair under his arms and in the pubic area. Someone under the vow of celibacy should never spill his semen and, when it flowed of its own, take a bath, control his breath and chant the Gayatri. Purified with fixed attention, at the beginning and the end of the day performing his japa silently, he should serve the fire god, the sun, the acharya, the cow, the brahmin, the teacher, the elderly and the god-fearing soul. He has to recognize me in the teacher of example, the acharya. The acharya, he should never at any time enviously deny respect considering him a mortal being, for the spiritual master represents all the gods. In the morning and evening, he should bring him the food that was collected and offer it to him together with other articles. In self-restraint, he should accept what he allows to be his share. He should always humbly be engaged in serving the Acharya, following him closely, proving his respect with folded hands wherever he goes, rests, 
sits or stands. Thus being engaged, he should, free from unregulated sense gratification and without breaking the vow of celibacy, live in the school of the guru until the education is completed. If he, faithful for the rest of his life, desires to climb up to the world of the verses, the heaven of Brahma, he should, for the sake of his Vedic studies, offer his body to the guru with the great vow of permanent celibacy. Actively engaged in the spirit and sinless, he should worship me as being the supreme undivided intelligence present in the fire, in the spiritual master, in himself and in all living beings. The first thing to be forsaken by someone sexually ripe but spiritually directed, who is not running his own household, is to glance at, touch, converse and joke and such with sexually receptive women or other sexually active living beings. Cleanliness, washing one's hands, bathing, in the morning and evening being of religious service, worshipping me, visiting holy places, handling the prayer beads, avoiding things untouchable, things not fit for consumption and things not to be discussed, this all, O Uddhava, constitutes the voluntary penance that, in order to restrain the mind, the words and the body with me, I who reside within all beings, is enjoined for all spiritual departments, ashramas. A Brahman, observing the great vow, who thus burns his karmic mentality by the intensity of his penance, becomes as bright as a fire and a spotless devotee of mine. When, after thus properly having studied the Vedic knowledge, he, the Brahmachari, desires to enter family life, he must offer the spiritual master remuneration and with his permission bathe himself, put on nice clothes and leave. Except for when he is my devotee, a true Dvija, a person from the three higher classes, should either enter family life, Griasta, the forest, Vanaprashta, or become a monk, a mendicant, sannyasi. He should move from one authorized societal position, Aishwarama, to the other and not act otherwise. Desiring a household, one should marry a wife with similar qualities, who is beyond reproach and younger in age. When the first wife is of the same vocation, another one may follow. Sacrifice, Vedic study and charity are the activities of all twice-born souls. But only the Brahmins practice the acceptance of charity, giving Vedic instructions and performing sacrifices for others. When a Brahmin considers the acceptance of charity as detrimental to his penance, spiritual power and glory, he must subsist on the other two of teaching and sacrifice, and when he considers also these two as incompatible with his spirituality, he must subsist on gathering ears of corn left behind in the field, live of the stones. The body of a Brahmin is not meant for futile sense gratification and the consequent involuntary penances of war, disease and incarceration. It is meant for voluntary penances in this world and an unlimited happiness in the world hereafter. With his consciousness perfectly contented in his occupation of gleaning grains and magnanimously free from passion cultivating dharma, someone who has fixed his mind upon me 
and who is thus not very attached, can achieve liberation even when he lives a householder's life. He who delivers a Brahmin surrendered to me, or an experienced devotee, from a life of severing poverty, I before long, like a boat in the ocean, will deliver from all misery. A king saves himself by delivering, like a father, his people from difficulties, just as a bull elephant without any fear for himself protects himself and other elephants. The human ruler who thus proceeding on earth removes all sins, will therefore enjoy heaven, together with the king of heaven, Indra, riding a heavenly vehicle as brilliant as the sun. When a Vedic scholar suffers want, he can engage in doing business like a merchant, or suffering misfortune, he must take up the sword, engage in politics. In no case of misfortune, he can behave like a dog, follow a lower master. A king, in case of emergency, may maintain himself by acting like a merchant, by hunting, or by acting like a man of knowledge. But he can never follow the course of an obedient dog. A Vaishya may adopt the business of a Shudra, and a Shudra may adopt the way of an artisan, and make baskets and mats. But, freed from misery, he must not desire a livelihood by engaging in a lower type of work. Being a householder, one should perform worship on a daily basis for the demigods, the sages, the forefathers and all living beings, as being my potencies, by studying Vedic knowledge, saying the mantras Swada and Swaha, and by offering food and such, depending the prosperity one enjoys. Whether one's money was acquired without endeavor, or acquired by performing one's straight duty, one should, without burdening one's dependence, be of proper respect with the help of Vedic rituals. One should not be fixed on one's family members, nor get bewildered by them trying to control them. Being wise, one sees that things ahead are just as temporary as matters of the past. The association with one's children, wife, relatives and friends is like an association with travelers. One is separated from all of them in a next body, just like a dream disappears that occurs in one's sleep. A liberated soul, thus convinced, who does not identify with the body and selflessly lives at home like a guest, will not get entangled in the domestic situation. When one, with the activities of a family life, worships me, one may, as a devotee, remain at home or enter the forest, or also, given responsible offspring, take to the renounced order. Someone, though, whose consciousness is disturbed by his desire for a home, children and money, is in a state of bondage and handpicked, being of a miserly mentality, unintelligently thinks in terms of I and mine. O oh, my poor old mom and dad! O oh, my wife with a baby in her arms! And O oh, my young, unprotected children! How in the world can they live when they, wretched because of missing me, have to suffer greatly? Such a person, whose mind in his domestic situation thus is overwhelmed by thoughts and emotions, will, because of his bewildered intelligence of constant concern about his family, find no satisfaction and land in darkness when he dies.